What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Don't Count Your Calories. First off, thank you, everyone, for reviewing our show, rating us, and listening and watching. Um, because of you guys, we've ranked top 100 in both the United States and the UAE for uh, relationship podcast. Um, going from there, just a couple of topics we're going to talk about today is going to be American parenting versus Albanian slash immigrant parenting. I guess you could say Western parenting versus non-Western parenting, uh, let's say. Not coming from the U.S., yeah. basically. Before we get to all that, we have some uh, news, I guess, for ourselves. We just recently came back from visiting Thailand. I'm sure you guys may have seen it on our Instagram page yeah. with our food reviews, our 7-Eleven so Thailand reviews <laughs> and all that. And uh, we also got engaged in Thailand. Yes, we did. Yeah, you know, we also found out some other news in Thailand <laughs> while we were over there. Yeah, and, but uh, we'll uh, let you guys know that in a later episode. Yeah. But yeah, lots of fun news that happened while we were away. It was such a beautiful trip. We were there for a little bit over a week. Yeah, almost, um, almost two weeks, like 11 days. We got days. to go to a lot of the different islands there. They were so beautiful. The food was amazing. Highly recommend to go to Thailand if you have not been yeah. before. Definitely one of my top destinations that we've been to so far. 100%. But anyway, for to follow more of our travels and our journey into food and all of that, just follow our Instagram and our TikTok at Don't Count Your Calories. We always try to post something with our travels, with the different yes. types of foods we're eating. So yeah. not only can you pay attention to our podcasts and all of our uh, advice and what we think about relationships, you can also see where we're going and what we're doing. So. Perfect. So let's go on from there. Yeah. Let's get right into the American versus Albanian parenting, yeah. uh, which, you know, American can also mean British and all that stuff because yeah. I feel like that's more of the same. But like Western culture. Western culture. I think that's what we're trying to say. Eastern. Eastern European culture another, or just any other culture that isn't considered like American yeah. or British. Yeah. But even so, I still think those can have differing, differing ways of parenting, yeah, differing sure. experiences. The first thing that, that you'll notice, especially with like Albanian uh, families, is that the kids tend to stay within the home uh, a lot longer. It's not this uh, idea of the moment you turn 18, you got to leave. And it's in these American families and Western families, you see that often. You're like, oh, I can't wait till my kid turns 18 so he can get the fuck out. Yeah. You know, that's usually... Every American parent, I feel like, is like that. They're yeah. just waiting until their kids turn 18 to mm -hmm. be able to just be like, all right, now you're going to college. See you. Now you get no money. Exactly. Or, exactly. I don't know. Or you do, but at the same or you time, do, whatever. You still get if your parents allowance. are in that, in that place to give you the money. But I think this in itself has an underlying meaning. It's, I think it's a societal thing where now we get into like a touch of conspiracy, let's say. Basically, the idea here is when you turn 18 and you get kicked out of the house, what you're actually doing to your kid and what's happening to you as a kid at 18 is you're entering the market straight away. So what you're doing is you're immediately at 18 years old worried about paying the bills. So when you have the bills to pay that early, what you have to do is take on all these odd jobs and take on all these other ways to make income because now you're chasing bills. Yeah. So the moment you turn 18... Rent, you mean pay rent or whatever my rent obviously electric bills food everything so now you get into the mode of now i constantly need to chase a payment when you start that young chasing a payment you enter the economy and now you're providing into the economy so for in for the country wise money is circulating more because constantly you're chasing bills and a lot of people from 18 till they die they never stop chasing bills. Yeah. You know, you're saying in the American society, that's yeah. really what in it's American like. early society. It's this idea of get people in the workforce 
earlier. Yeah. Because the earlier they start chasing bills, the sooner we can get them into the rat race. Yeah. And as we know, a lot of people never escape that. So you're constantly on the verge of chasing a bill, chasing a bill, chasing a bill, where to a point where you never get out of that. A huge amount of people just never get out of that. Yeah. Whereas like, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and with your family and how a lot of people even are being in UAE, you'll see kids living with their parents for much longer after high school. They're even still Mm -hmm. living there in college and after college. Right. And they don't feel this stress of having to immediately get into the workforce. They can figure out what they want to do. Where if you are a privileged American and if you come from a privileged family that gives you the opportunity to go to college and not have to take out student loans, you're not as in debt to that. You can absolutely figure out what you still want to do. But you're still conforming to the societal norm of high school, college, and then afterwards going into generally a corporate job. So it really still binds you to that like rat race kind of society Mm -hmm. where I feel like even when we go back home, your cousin who's like my age, like 26 or 27, he's still living with your parents and uh, with his parents. Yeah. So it's normal in that way. And it wouldn't even be weird where if I was still living with my parents mm-hmm. back in the States, it's not that it would be weird. It's just more, it's definitely not normal. Like most yeah. people are living alone or living with a roommate or something like that. It's yeah. just like, it might just be a little bit like, why are you doing that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, in, in Albanian parents, with Albanian parents, it's more like, where are you going? Like, why, why are you leaving? Like, yeah, what's why the would point? you leave? You like, don't want you them leave? to leave. Like, yeah, honestly. why would you leave? Like, unless like you're basically in a relationship and then you're moving on to make your own family. Like a lot of people don't leave their house until it's like, all right, now I'm building my own family. And then that's when you leave. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you said, it gives you more of that freedom. It, it's just a concept of every, let's say your mom, your dad were working, you're working, whatever. All that money is coming to one household. And then that one household has more. That's just has more. So yeah. therefore, you have that extra bit of freedom to decide, all right, what steps you're going to take. You, you're not pressured into making a decision. You have a little bit of extra freedom. Now, yeah. granted, you do see people that overstay other spectrum of it. Yeah. But, you know, in general, I think the idea of 18 get out, it, it, it's there's no age to it. It's more of where are you in life yeah. to where... Can you even afford to get out? Right, exactly. And- It's just interesting. I feel like something that I really want to bring up is when it comes to an American family versus a not American family is growing up. We had completely different experiences when it came to cooking. And I know a lot of American (laughs) families were really big in the kitchen and you got to see your parents really enjoy cooking and baking and going to the grocery store, all of these things. But for me, it was definitely a little bit different. I both of my parents are just like quintessential American parents. And honestly, I never really saw my mom cook. I don't think my mom dislikes cooking. I don't think she knows how to cook or she knew how to cook. Anytime she would see me making something, even as simple as like a grilled cheese, she would be like, wow, this is crazy. And our diets, (laughs) our diets like growing up were absolutely insane. It was like boxed food, 100 Gross. calorie packs, like lean cuisine meals, briars. When you, told, when you told me about lean cuisine, I was like, that's disgusting. Yeah. I was like, that's disgusting. And after, and after a certain while, I just remember completely rebelling against her food and her cooking yeah. because 
I just couldn't take it anymore. And my poor father, the meals that my mom would feed him every night were just kind of despicable. Yeah. They should, it should be considered jail food. I feel so bad saying this, but it was definitely my parents had this dollar amount to every meal. And I don't think that they realize that if you spend a little bit more time preparing the meals that it would actually be the same amount as just buying a $5 lean cuisine meal, yeah. you know? Yeah. So she would feed him typical, typical dinner for my father would be those packaged uh, salads, yeah. the plastic ones. She would th um, take that like a romaine and throw a few cherry tomatoes on it. She wouldn't even cut them up. And then she would do the craft Thousand Island dressing. That would be his appetizer every single night. My father never complained, never complained. Just ate it all up. Yeah, ate it all up every last bit. And she would serve it to him in a paper bowl because she didn't want to do the dishes. Oh, my God. It's a red flag if every time you go into someone's house, their sink is just always clean. Like, do you cook? No. Yeah. I, my, I never had a dirty sink in my house. And we never used the oven either. Yeah. I never, we used to just store pans and pots that we used. It was just storage. It was just storage, the oven. Oh, my God. For dinner. She would serve him spaghetti and meatball lean cuisine. Yeah. Yeah, or like a meatloaf lean cuisine. That's like, nasty. Disgusting. That's nasty. And then... Kind of like school lunch, like worse than school lunch. Worse, worse. Worse than school lunch. Once I started, like, I would say in high school and middle school, going out to lunch with yeah. other people and going to my friends' houses for dinners and things like that, I really started to rebel. And I basically told my mom I wouldn't be eating that food. Yeah. Because the only one that I was okay with for the microwavable wheel meals were the pizza. So I would just be like, all right, fine. You can give me like a cheese pizza. My like I'll take cheese pizza. So bad. Ugh. And then for dessert, it was usually the dull fruit cups. Oh my God. And yeah. like in that fucking in the syrup. syrup. And like the nasty yeah. syrup. Yeah. Oh. This is like two people coming from a time where cholesterol and sodium were like, the death of yeah, diet. cuisine is filled with sodium. Exactly. But it's yeah. low calorie. Oh, yeah. God. So, so that was their mindset. Mind you, your dad's like, we're from Virginia. Yeah. So it's that like Virginia, white America type of cuisine, which is essentially where, where people make fun of an unseasoned chicken type of fucking. No, it's <laughs> yeah. like really, really unfortunate. I sometimes feel like it's trauma what I experienced when it came to food. I literally had no idea how to cook until. I got into college and I started cooking with my friends and they would teach me how to make recipes. Yeah. I literally, I used to make jokes when I was in college. People would be like, oh, can you cook? And I was like, I can make a really good cereal. And it was your like, dead ass. But the fact that they grew up, not grew up, I, I mean, that was like their standard and like they never complained about it. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was out of laziness, but... They just never cooked. I've never seen my dad cook. I don't even think he would know what to make if he were started, to cook. Yeah. But yeah, it was definitely an interesting environment when it came to diets and food. It was definitely a household that was very strict about calories, calorie counting, very just unhealthy. Just eating for energy. Yeah. Just to stay alive. Kind of. Like, not to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. We're all being Oh, my God. Are, are I should tell different. the story about um, the bagel situation on oh. the plane. Oh, God. That's fucking disgusting. This too. is insane. So 
growing up, every time we would go... One Jewish, Jewish family, you know what I mean? Not to to stereotype, but... Yeah, we're an American (laughs) Jewish family, grew up in New York City, right in like Midtown kind of area. And we loved bagel sandwiches, like bagels with the schmears, like lox bread, cream cheese. My father really liked chopped liver. Yeah, and white fish. Yeah, so did my mom. But out of all the things put in a bagel, out of all the things to put in a bagel, it's like I usually look at those and I'm like, who the fuck would ever put that? (laughs) that Talk about sodium. By the way, they would also scoop out the bagel. So I never save experienced... a little bit of carbs. Yeah, exactly. But pack on the sodium that they were oh. so afraid of with the bagel spreads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time we would Shut go on vacation, bit. my mom would go to the bagel store. Essa Bagel was like right across the street from us. We loved the people there. And uh, she would get three bagel sandwiches with the spreads in them. For me, she would get the cream cheese. My mom would get the lox spread. And my dad would usually get the chopped liver. And mind you, scooped out and not toasted. I don't think she would ever toast it. Just very simple. And the thing is also my mom never got the spreads on the side. It was always within the sandwiches. And then she would save them throughout the week and eat those. Long story short, when we would go on the airplanes, every time we would go, she would take through TSA a big Ziploc bag of three bagels. Doesn't matter if it was 6 a.m. Chopped liver. Yeah. And you saw, you told me that they would freeze it the night before. Like, yeah. freeze the fucking... Oh, uh, they would put it in the fridge. Oh, put a chopped liver and fucking white fish bagel in the fridge before getting on a flight. Because yeah. God, God forbid you spend some money on the airport yeah, on the oh extra, extra expensive food. If I But were, out of all the... Oh, if I And opening spent, it up in the plane. That's what I'm saying. So mind you, all right, so... <laughs> like, let's let's put this into a whole big picture. You're buying the bagel like at night. Let's say the bagel place is closed. So you have to buy it probably about seven o'clock, let's say. Yeah. Eight o'clock. So you're buying a, a white fish and fucking chopped liver filled bagel at seven o'clock. Your flight, let's say, is 6 a.m. So it has to sit in the fridge from seven till about three or four because you have to get to the airport at least two hours early. Yeah. So three, let's say three, you take it out. So now from three o'clock, you get to the airport, you get through security at four. You don't get on the plane till about 5.30. Yeah. So now they're taking off. <laughs> and now it's 6.30. Babe, this so is from, perfect. So from 12 hours, that bagel is just sitting there. And now... It's warm now. Then now it's warm. And the white fish is fucking warm. And now your mom and your dad are opening up the chopped liver and white fish bagels. In economy. In the fucking economy in front of everybody. The three of us. The stank that must have happened in that fuck and not on those flights i used to look around i'm like surprised I, nobody got food poisoning yeah no 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 this was by the way this was nothing one day for those sandwiches to be sitting there usually my mom would like i said keep them throughout the week so she would have three she would maybe get like six bagels it sounds like child abuse <laughs> no, like for immigrant families, would you imagine? What? This is like like jokes that we that, that immigrant families make about American families, but we don't know one hundred percent if they're real or not. Yeah, we just heard like yeah. we heard of the unseasoned stuff and whatever, and yeah. we just think it's a joke. But this is like really the truth. Oh, I've told you that we didn't have salt in the house. We had pepper, just pepper. We didn't have salt. We didn't have garlic. We didn't have any of these seasonings oh that God. like we use now. My parents, I mean, they don't cook. I guess what was the use to have the salt? But I remember asking my mom when I was in high school, can we buy salt? And she said, no. She said, no salt. Yeah. 
No, yeah. you just take the chick. She does. She's not cooking the chick. She's getting pre-made anyway. Oh yeah. Uh, but <laughs> th- that that brings me to a point where uh, I went to a barbecue once. A friend of mine, he was dating this girl, and they were like a straight up super American family, let's say. Yeah. And he invites me to a barbecue. So I get there. I'm excited. The barbecue, fucking obviously. I see the chicken coming in, the burger patties, and all this shit. And I'm like, fucking obviously excited. And this is the first time I'm going to their house. I take the chicken on a skewer. I bite into it, and I'm just like. What the, f- I'm like, what the fuck is going on? There's no flavor at all. And it looks good because it's like chicken on the skewer. And I look at my boy and he's like, I know, bro. I'm like, yeah, why is there? He's like, they don't put any fucking seasoning. I like, I th- up until that yeah, moment, uh, yeah. I thought that no seasoning was a joke. I thought it was just like this, like a stereotype joke. You know what I mean? I just thought it was a regular stereotype joke that people make. That's when I realized, oh, this joke and this stereotype comes from a real fucking place. Yeah. I was like. I was fucking disappointed. Now my plate is full of everything. I'm like, I can't fucking eat any of this. There's no, yeah. I was like, if I knew it, I at least brought some hot sauce in my pocket and fucking put it on the, it was disgusting. Yeah. I was like, I will say a lot of barbecues I had went to when I was a kid, I don't have vivid memories of the food ever being good. And at least the standards weren't there for me to know whether or not if it was actually yeah, good. Yeah. I didn't really grow it's up like with straight flavor. straight from the fucking package to grill like costco or something like that but the thing is is i will say a lot of white people like that maybe like the one the the house that you had went to usually we will not cook our own food we will go and get the pre-made food and Mm. pretend that we made it we'll go to citarella let's say i think that's a white american population i think in the south they definitely season their meat yes they definitely but the fucking Mm. northeast no. no, 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 not no. at all. We're eating out. Yeah. We're, we're getting out the lobster rolls. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting... <laughs> yeah, we're getting, getting the main lobster rolls, yeah. loving it. But that's another thing is like, taste is like really subjective because something that would be really delicious to like my mom or my dad, to me, would just be like, how on earth do you like this? Yeah. Chopped liver? But I think it, it's subjective if you don't, try you know what i'm saying once yeah. you take yourself out of the box and you try all these different things then you understand what's really untasty oh like granted God. like obviously some things are like cultural and whatever yeah but once you try different cuisines but like going back to that going back to the american albanian thing oh uh, yeah like in my family my brother was cooking since he's eight you know he's at yeah. least making eggs he was making eggs for my sister who was three four and he was eight years old and he was cooking her eggs and whatnot. And he would hide it. Oh, no, no, I didn't make that. Like someone else made it using seasonings and all so that. So cute. My mom, my sister now, she's like 13. She can cook you a whole meal from beginning to end. Yeah. Uh, another thing, though, in regards to immigrant and non-immigrant parents is uh, allowances. Ah. Uh, you know? Yeah. So like the one thing that was like when I had went to school, I think it was like high school. No, it was before high school. I go in and my friends are telling me like, Oh yeah, I get an allowance, like a hundred dollars a week or whatever the case. I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Just basically they get a standard. For me, it was like every dollar I had to ask, you know, every yeah. dollar. Can I have a dollar? Can I have five dollars? And she was like, the, this one girl, she was like, oh yeah, I get $50, $70 a week. I was like, fuck, I should ask my dad. Let me go ask my dad for an allowance. So I was like, Hey, dad, like kids in my school are like getting allowances. I feel like I should get an allowances. He's like, you should get an allowance. <laughs> oh, really? He said, well, I allow you to live in my house. Oh, I allow you to eat my food. <laughs> I guess what? I also allow you to sleep. <laughs> He's like, allowance. There you go. <laughs> I'm like, 
That's what I was like, oh, okay, this is not happening for me. This, no. not, this is not going to happen for me. I'm like, That's damn, awesome. those lucky bastards. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. No, it was not like that. I don't know. It, it depends on what kind of an American you are, too. I definitely got an allowance growing up. I never had to, like, worry about that. Honestly, I got an allowance even throughout college. Like, damn. I never... I got, a, I got something called a job. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't get a job. Not allowance. It was like, you want money, you got to get a job. Well, the (laughs) thing is, is like, I was, I obviously realized that was a very lucky situation that I was in, but that's the thing. I was having unpaid internships and stuff like that. I was able to have the luxury also to have Mm -hmm. unpaid internships going through college, which I think is such bullshit. Like, how do you expect there should no longer be unpaid internships. That's absolutely crazy to me. Anyway, yeah, let's not deviate yeah. to the unpaid internships part. Anyway, but yeah. anyway, yeah. So I was doing the unpaid internships and obviously my mom would always really advocate for me. So I was probably getting like $100 a week. And if I wanted more, I would text her and figure no, out was, some sort of a way they could put a little yeah. $20. Let me go out tonight. Like I would always do odd things to make money. But at around 13, it was the moment, the breaking point where I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a job. And at that moment in time, I lied about like my age and I got a job at a pizza place getting paid cash. But it was because my friends were going out to the movies and I'm asking my dad for $30 or something like that or $40 to go. And man, it must have took an hour to get this fucking money. He was like, uh, why do you need it? Where are you (laughs) going? Who are you going with? All right. Yeah, cool. All this. He's like, do you know how much it costs in this country to raise a kid? And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, like, I'm just trying to go to the movies, yeah. you know? And he's like, he made me sign. I think he has it to this day. He made me sign a contract that was like, he he had saw a documentary where it was like, it takes in America at this time, $200,000 or something to raise a kid up to like age 16 or something. So he made me sign a contract that I would pay him back 200000 and forty dollars because that forty dollars I needed for the movie. So he's like, "This is another forty on top of the two hundred thousand I'm going to spend." My dad's accent is not that rough, but I, maybe it is. It sounds like that for sure. <laughs> so he's like, "So he made me. He wrote a contract. I will pay my father, and then he wrote his name, and then a back two hundred thousand plus the forty dollars for the movies, and then I had to sign it at the bottom in order to get my forty dollars." I'm pretty Thanks. sure he still has that paper saved to this day and he's waiting for his $200,040 payback. Yeah, he's like, for sure. He's just chilling right now. He's like, one day. One day. I'm going to put his ass to court. Yeah, for <laughs> real, for real. But, it, but it's different because if you were to say when if, like you're going out with a girl or something like that, I'm sure he would just hand you the money. Oh, yeah, yeah, facts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel I like mean, that's... I mean, as an Albanian guy, like as when Albanians have a, a boy as a kid, yeah, he gets everything. Everybody knows that. He, the boys usually, they, they get everything. The girls, usually the parents are more strict with the girls than they are with the boys. But yeah, with my dad, it was like, if I'm going out with this girl, here you go, my son. Yeah. Well, my son is going out. Yes, here you go. Take the money. That is <laughs> But no. yeah, if it was just to do something, it's, it would be a problem. But yeah, that, at that time around like 13, I worked in the pizza place. I was making cash and I was like, all right. Don't have to fucking ask this guy for money anymore. Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> you know, thank yeah. God I don't have to ask you for money. I'd feel the same way if I were you too. At a certain point, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, like, like, you got to make some money. Got to do something, you know? Yeah. So, any, any other things that we can talk about in regards to American versus Albanian parenting? I wanted to mention Besides the being fact- your kids. Yeah, no. No. that that too. For, foreigners definitely beat their kids. Yeah, yeah, I definitely didn't have to deal. With yeah, that. you were definitely yelling at your parents, weren't you? For sure. Yeah, yeah if so I yelled, bad. if I yelled, whoop, yeah, wasn't yelling again a second time. Let me tell you, definitely talking back at times for mm. sure. 
but it was not good. Like I look back on those and like, I really regret it. But that's the thing is like, there was no, like it was, there wasn't like that kind of parenting. Like it was very like, you know, go to school, get good grades, and then we'll be a little lenient uh, with you. But another thing that maybe is American and not foreign is tutoring. I don't know if you ever had tutors when you were like growing up, but yeah, yeah, I had tutors. It was my mom, yeah, and my dad. And then my mom, uh, she had a special form of tutoring. It was like if she told you, for example, when I was learning the times tables, I think I was five or six. It was like let's say she said eight times eight multiple times and i was like kept forgetting yeah by the third time are you an idiot yeah you you said this three times 64 64 you're like oh my god it's 64 to this day i remember it 864 because i remember uh, learning the remember that smack back in the day yeah see i never experienced that i think like immediately when i started doing bad or anything in school my mom just went straight to the tutors I was getting tutors, especially in high school. I mean, I was getting tutored basically throughout like my childhood education. If I wasn't doing well in a class, my mom would get tutor, me a tutor. Yeah. yeah, it would be like $100 a day. Crazy. Yeah, It'd be yeah. like for two hours, $100 easily. Like the amount of money that she spent, like they were putting me in private school, like then having tutors basically every single day just to get me to do my homework. Yeah. Like I don't... No, usually like the, the ticket... Tutors for homework is, is wild to me because usually when the reports cards came out, especially like in the schools that I went to, like Queens and whatnot, it was, I had a lot of foreign kids in my, I had like a lot of foreigners like in my classes. So yeah, everyone that knew was like not, did not do good this marking period. It was like, holy shit, we got to run home and get the mail before our parents. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. if my dad got the mail and that shit said a bad grade, oh uh, man, it was I like hell was coming. Hell was coming. Yeah. I remember that too. But the, also the issue I think is my parents were paying for private school. So maybe my mom was like, I would rather pay her to get the tutors so she can get an A on her homework. So then oh, the private school will then be worth it paying all of this much That's to get her into a good school. But mm-hmm. I didn't, I mean, I went to a good school, but I definitely didn't get into the best school. Yeah, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Another thing I wanted to mention was remember that time that we had asked my dad if he wanted to get like Albanian food or something like that. And oh. he like didn't even know what it was. He like Googled it. Oh my and God. He Googled yeah, yeah, the yeah. food. Like, yeah. interesting. Yeah, he started looking at pictures of the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never seen. The funniest part was like when, when my mom met up with like your dad and whatnot. And they're like, oh, we figured we'd pick an Italian spot because it's closer to where they're from. They just picked the closest country close to Albania. They're like, oh, yeah, it must be all the same shit. They're like, like, they don't even know. They think everything that isn't American food or sushi is exotic. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Like, uh, or they're just not interested in, in it at all. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. The spices, the parenting techniques, that's for sure. Yeah. Definitely like the daughter versus son thing is definitely a, a thing yeah. in foreign parents. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, like usually it's just much more connected. Like family-wise, it stays connected for a lot longer. That's yeah. definitely one thing, especially with Albanians. Albanians, like they will, like you already know, my aunts, my uncles, everybody is so close to each other. Like in, in Albanian families, we stay close to like our second cousins and whatever the case. Like our families are so huge because we're not, it's not just like our unit, me, my parents and my siblings, like me, my parents, my siblings, my parents, brothers and sisters, my aunts and uncles, their kids. My parents, cousins, yeah. and their kids. And so you were constantly around all different families. I don't even know how to like 
call in, a, in English, how to call certain cousins. Like, I don't know if it's like first cousin twice removed or some yeah, bullshit. Yeah, I don't know yeah, how to yeah. say it in English, but there's so many cousins you've met. I mean, you've met how many of my cousins and you're like, we can't amount. even keep track. You know, no, there's a I lot of cousins all over the world. And I'm like, oh, my cousin, which cousin? You know, it's, yeah. like, it's like 100 cousins. That's it's Dude. also very different for a born and bred American family. Like mm-hmm. we just don't have or you're very lucky if you have connections like that with family. I grew up in a very small family. We would see our cousins every once in a while, maybe two, three times a year. It just wasn't connected like yeah. that. And even for you, like we were talking about earlier, like your mom would fly you to Kosovo every single summer to stay yeah. with your aunt and your uncle. Yeah, I would stay with my family all summer, two months, three months. You're like in high school or not even. Yeah. And you just go to Kosovo and you stay in multiple different families' houses. Like, and then you'd call and you'd kind of have to, you'd have to strategically stay at every uncle's or aunt's place a certain amount of time. Otherwise, they'd get offended. Yeah. Like, why didn't you stay at ours? You know, versus exactly. like an American family, you're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Get out. Exactly. <laughs> like coming unannounced or just, yeah. I could never imagine my mom having me stay with my cousins in Massachusetts for two <clears throat> months. I couldn't even imagine the idea of that. After two days, it would be enough for them. Like there, there's just not a connection like that. It's yeah. really, really interesting. That's why Albanian weddings, you know, it's like minimum 500 people because it's like the 100 people that you know and then the other 400 that you had to invite be, be, that you have no idea. And they're like, oh, I remember you since, I was, since you were yeah. this small. And you're like, the amount of times you get that around the place is, uh, yeah, as well. Yeah. But with that being said, everyone, that's our episode on American versus foreign parenting and just Americans versus foreigners in, uh, in general. In general. Again, give us five stars on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on all your favorite platforms. Give us a nice review that helps us with our analytics and with our algorithm type of shit. And also, uh, TikTok and Instagram don't count your calories. Follow us everywhere. Comment. We love to have a back and forth conversation about any of these topics that we're talking about. I love that we're seeing some of our friends commenting and, and talking to us about it. Yeah. It's nice. So thank you and Thanks, see you on guys. the next episode. See you.